we look deeper into the cult-like belief system of Scientology that has captured many, particularly in Hollywood. As a jumping off point, we are gonna look at some comments from perhaps its most famous member, Tom Cruise. Join us on this episode of The Unapologetic Show. Welcome to The Unapologetic Show, where we make the case for why Christianity still makes sense in a world of doubt. With a near-apostate and now pastor and apologist, Dr. Bobby Conway, I'm your host, Tim Hall. Well, we are continuing our series on beliefism, where we look at different beliefs and worldviews. We would suggest that if you have any ideas of beliefs or worldviews that you would like us to tackle, let us know in the comments. Like I said, we're going to look at this video of a, I think it's a 2012 interview that Tom Cruise did with Matt Lowry. Let's take a look at this video. He has mentioned that she is embracing or at least exposing herself and opening herself up to Scientology. At this stage in your life, could you be with someone who doesn't have an interest? You know, Scientology is something that you don't understand. It's like you could be a Christian and be a Scientologist, okay? Scientology is something... So it doesn't replace religion. And it is a religion because it's dealing with 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 this the spirit, you know, you as a spiritual being, and it's something that there's tools that that you have that I can actually that you apply to your life. I've never agreed with psychiatry ever. Uh, before I was a Scientologist, I never agreed with psychiatry, and then when I started studying the history of psychiatry, I started realizing more and more why I didn't agree with psychiatry. Here we are today, where I talk out against drugs and psychiatric abuses of electric shocking people, mm -hmm. okay, against their will, of drugging children with them not knowing the effects of these drugs. Do you know what Adderall is? Do you know Ritalin? Do you know now that Ritalin is a street drug? Do you understand that? The difference is no, this was no, not Matt, against Matt, your Matt, will, though. Matt, but Matt, this Matt, wasn't Matt, against asking Brooks a question. Will. Matt, I'm asking you a question. I understand Do, there's no. abuse of all of these things. No, you see, here's the problem. You don't know the history of psychiatry. I do. Aren't there examples, and might not Brooke Shields be an example of someone who benefited from one of those drugs? All it does is mask the problem, Matt. And if you understand the history of it, it masks the problem. That's what it does. That's all it does. You're not getting to the reason why. There is no such thing as a chemical imbalance. So in postpartum a body. depression to you is, is Matt, kind of a little psychological gobbledygook? No. No, I did not say that. I'm just asking, what, you, no, what would you no, call it? Abs that Matt, that is, that post. Now, now you're talking about two different things. But that's what she went on the no. antidepressant for. But what happens, the antidepressant, all it does is mask the problem. There's ways of vitamins and through exercise and various things. I'm not saying that that isn't real. That's not what I'm saying. That's an alteration of what, what I'm saying. I'm saying that drugs aren't the answer, that these, these drugs are very dangerous. They're mind-altering, antipsychotic drugs. And there are ways of doing it without that so that we don't end up in a brave new world. The thing that I'm saying about Brooke is that there's misinformation, okay? And she doesn't understand the history of psychiatry. She, there, she doesn't understand in the same way that you don't understand it, man. Well, he covers a lot of ground there, Bobby, but I think it would be important to start with what are some of the beliefs of Scientologists? I mean, he even said in the beginning that you could be a Christian and be a Scientologist. So let's maybe look at some of their initial claims and, and kind of what are some of the core beliefs that they have as we unpack this? 
Sure. And, you know, let me go on record and say, you know, as an actor, I stand in a long line of people who am, you know, a big fan of Tom Cruise. I loved his movie since I was a little kid. Uh, So uh, even as we show this clip uh, with somebody like Tom, uh, we're just trying to get, uh, you know, the worldview of Scientology. Uh, But, uh, you know, it doesn't mean we can't appreciate somebody's talent uh, or personality, but boy, that was quite the encounter. I remember seeing that many years ago myself as well and thought, wow, this was a real challenge. Uh, When it comes to uh, the beliefs of Scientologists uh, with God, I have um, heard different things. So, from multiple gods or to some gods existing where other gods exist above some gods. So it doesn't seem like there's this real clear worked out idea of God in the way that maybe you or myself as Christians would say God is one God revealed in three persons. Now Cruz says, well, you know, you could be a Christian and be a Scientologist And this is what I'd want to say to Tom Cruise and to everybody listening uh, as we go through and consider the beliefs of Scientology and then juxtapose those with Christianity. uh, I don't think you can be one uh, as well as the other. It's a problem. And we'll get into why more as we deal into dive into this. So regarding humanity, Tim, humans are considered to be immortal beings, and they're um, comprised of three parts. You heard Tom talk about the spirit. Another term for that is a thetan. And so you are a spirit, you are a mind, and you are a body. And this spirit, mind, body is what makes you, (coughs) excuse me, a human. Now, all that to say, the spirit, the, the Thetan, uh, has existed for a long time, millions and millions of years before it came and found itself incarnated in the body that you are currently living with. Your mind is the place where uh, they begin to do a lot of treatment. Your mind is the place that contains your traumas, your wounds, your hurts, your uh, suppressed memories that need to be surfaced. You can think a little bit of uh, Freudian language is coming out there. Uh, So they don't originate. Humans don't originate here on earth. Hmm. And and what's happening is, is humans have been reincarnated over and over and over again. You live, you die, you come back in another body, and as long as you aren't clear, you're trapped. Mm. And so that is why you have to get clear. So can you imagine if you're a Scientologist and you believe this and you want to spare somebody from going through constant cycles of reincarnation, how would you do that? Well, you would help somebody to understand that they have minds that are blocked to truth. Mm. And so uh, humans, they're immortal beings comprised of spirits, which are called thetans, minds, which have 
thoughts that need to be addressed, and then bodies, which you can take on many new bodies uh, through reincarnation. Now, as humans experiencing uh, a bodily existence, we are trapped by what they would refer to as mest. And mest is matter, energy, space, and time. And so these, uh, that is our human experience. We're trapped by it. And we have to be able to get out of this trapping by realizing that we're in this cycle of constant reincarnation. And so in order to experience salvation, so to speak, you pay a heavy price with high fees. It's a salvation <coughs> that's not free. And you begin to work with an auditor to do auditing. And so you go into the Church of Scientology, you, you know, you're recruited, uh, you're met by people wearing white shirts, black ties, probably rimmed glasses. Uh, they ask you all kinds of diagnostic questions. You fill out their surveys. They get the intel. You sit down with an auditor. And the auditor is going to start an auditing process that is very expensive. And you're going to go through this process. Why? Because you need to get clear. So the auditor then hooks you up to what is known as an e-meter. And an e-meter is much like a lie detector. And while you're working with an auditor as a patient, what's happening is, is the auditor is in search of engrams. And an engram is a trapped trauma existing inside your mind. And it's living on a subconscious level that through auditing, it comes out of subconsciousness. And the auditor is to help you to detect these engrams, these traumas, these trapped memories. And to do so often requires going into past existences that you had living in different bodies. And so there have been people then that they're going through this with an auditor and now they start creating a narrative that they begin to believe is true. And so in order to explain their pain and their traumas, they're like, oh, I must have been raped in a past life. And that's what is causing me to have such an unhealthy view of sex in this life. So all these types of uh, traumas then are located. And then the e-meter works much like a lie detector. And so if it starts to beep a certain way, the auditor says, well, that's it. And so you better buy into that narrative or you're not being truthful. You're not being honest. So massive uh, energy blockage has happened uh, in our mind uh, as a result of these engrams. And so that's what the, the, the auditor is helping to bring about uh, in this process to help them to be freed. So in a contemporary way, uh, because Hubbard, you know, he was a sci-fi writer, the auditor is your counselor. Engrams are just trapped traumas. Thetans are pre-existing souls. And so there it is. You can begin to see what it looks like for Scientology then to provide you as humans salvation away from your greatest problem. And when you get rid of all the engrams at last, that's what you call 
going or getting clear. Yeah. And I mean, just, just understanding, I think, that piece of it, you know, like what you just described, particularly about salvation and, and the Thetans and, and the E-meters, really starts to give you a window into where Tom Cruise is coming from and why he gets so upset and why he's so against, yes. you know, drugs, because those would be prevent, in his view, from his perspective, those are preventing you from figuring out the the Thetans or the traumas from the past life and and, and you're just masking it in his sense. So, you know, taking medicine or, you know, taking... Um, you know, uh, uh, mm-hmm. Ritalin or anything like that is is actually covering up the actual problem. And he's saying, no, 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 no. You have to understand what's going on here. And he's not explicit in that clip uh, or in the rest of the interview, for that matter, because <laughs> most of the audience, and particularly Matt Lauer, is not a Scientologist, and they they don't have that access to some of that. So I, again, that's really interesting. I mean, that's the price of admission right there, just to understand some of this. But you know, unpack for us some of the the problems with the movement in general with Scientology. What what are some of the issues that that we need to be aware of? Sure. When you do mention Tom Cruise, you're spot on, though, because he is being sincere. Like, take it from his perspective. He really believes this and he wants you to be clear. And he's frustrated and he's angry because he's looking at it through his worldview lens that people are going to be trapped. So while we would disagree with him, we also could appreciate his sincerity and his heart to see us be clear, we would just say there's another way for us to get clear of our issues. Now, some of the problems with the movement uh, is one, financial. I mean, Tom Cruise is uh, worth over $600 million. A lot of these stars can afford to go up the ranks and to be hooked up to auditors. I mean, they're is a price to genuinely be paid. So people don't always have that kind of money at their disposal. This is not a ministry that runs on grace, right? You start, you talk about the fact that you're hurting and, and you're struggling and you're suffering uh, with, you need to pay up. And that's because L Ron Hubbard was about making money, more money and as much money as possible. Mm -hmm. As he said before. So, It makes you wonder then how many reincarnations will you have to go through to finally get rich enough in order to go up the ranks enough in order to be audited enough so that you could be cleared at last. So those would definitely be a few of the problems. No. And yeah, again, I I think that that makes sense. So, uh, you know, one of the big questions that I think people are asking is whether or not Scientology is compatible with Christianity. But before we get to that, I just do want to remind our audience that this is a listener-supported show, and if you're enjoying this episode and you want to see it to continue, please consider joining our support team at oneminuteapologist.com slash form. Also, you can catch this episode and all of the other 100 episodes on our YouTube channel in the playlist on the unapolo- on our Unapologetic playlist. And while you're there, please feel free to like this video, uh, share it with your network, and you can also catch it as an audio-only podcast on your favorite podcast player. So, Bobby, Cruz mentioned in that clip that there's compatibility with with, with Christianity, particularly. I mean, he, he came right out and said it. So, are they compatible? <laughs> what are some of the issues between Scientology and Christianity, and wh- why aren't they compatible? Let's just go from there. I think that we could, you know, for a moment just say, yeah, they recognize that 
humans are enslaved. But we would come up with a different explanation. Hmm. Christians believe that we're enslaved because of sin. And Scientologists believe we're enslaved because of traumas. Christians believe that we get freed through forgiveness because that's what heals us of sin, right? Is God's forgiveness through Christ. They believe you need to go through an auditing process. Uh, Christians believe in the Bible. They believe in L. Ron Hubbard stuff. So we'll talk a little bit about this as we unpack this. But first off, let me just say that I've heard uh, a Christian friend of mine who spent quite a bit of time in Scientology. He was helped. Uh, and he felt because he would found some benefits that it was compatible with Christianity. Uh, here's the thing though. I, I totally disagree uh, with my friend and with Tom Cruise that the two are compatible. Um, in fact, I think that if Tom Cruise really thinks about what Christianity uh, is, uh, then he would see that it's not compatible because the two have, uh, contradictory claims that you can't square together. My friend spent, I believe, tens of thousands of dollars. And, uh, you know, he's a professed Christian guy uh, that went through this and he found help. But just because you find help in something doesn't mean it's true. So it's possible that somebody could, uh, you know, go and see a Buddhist monk and the Buddhist monk could offer some wisdom or some breathing techniques and you as a Christian might find it helpful, but that doesn't make the movement or the religion of Buddhism true. It's possible that you could go to a Mormon church and hear a message and be touched by some of the stories that you saw and feel something emotionally, but that doesn't make Mormonism true. So yeah. we got to understand that the auditing process contradicts scripture Unlike Scientologists, Christians don't believe that they existed as immaterial souls before their bodily existence on earth. So there's a big difference right off the bat. Uh, imagine what that would look like for a Christian to go through auditing. You would have to deny the scriptures that say you were created by God in this world and work with an auditor who's trying to get you in touch with previous experiences that you had living in different bodies. So you would have to deny what the Bible has to say about you as a human being created in the image of God and trust what this auditor says. And that would be problematic. In fact, the late Superman, Christopher Reeve, uh, who was a Unitarian Universalist, uh, he could no longer uh, dabble with Scientology. He did for a little bit, uh, but he shared while he was working uh, with, I think, an auditor that he fabricated an entire story of, of from Greek mythology that he was sharing as if it was his own. And the auditor said, yes, that's it. That's your, that's your story. And he realized, oh, my goodness, uh, what a sham this is. And Christopher Reeve uh, would get away from it. Scientologists, uh, another problem where it's not compatible is they require you to pay an auditor. In other words, to pay for your salvation, unlike Christianity, where we're saved by grace. Scientologists, uh, they deny heaven and hell, Tim, rather teaching reincarnation, which is a concept utterly foreign to the Bible. To them, your body drops when you die. You go out 
to an implant station. I think your memory from uh, that last experience is erased and then you're placed in a new body and you get another run at earth. They deny uh, the Bible and they magnify their founders works. Uh, They deny the triune God and they reduce Jesus down to just a good moral teacher. Uh, They deny human depravity, as I said, replacing it with trauma, trauma, not sin is the issue. And they deny that Jesus is the only way to heaven for them. The way to get heaven or the way to get um, not to heaven, but to, to get free is to get clear by getting rid of these engrams. So these two are diametrically opposed. We can't believe in one and the other at this uh, at the same time. We have to come to terms with what it is we believe to be true. Yeah, excellent uh, ways to you know point out those uh, you know differences. So let's talk a little bit in our few remaining minutes that we have uh, in this episode about people that might say, okay, I want to engage with a Scientologist uh, in a conversation about the gospel, about the truth of Christianity. What advice would you give for someone that is desiring to do that? Maybe they do have a friend that's kind of dabbling in some of this stuff. Maybe um, you know they've, they've just wondered about it. Uh, but how would you go about counseling somebody or giving them advice on what, what to do, how to share the gospel with them? The higher up somebody is, the more challenging it will be for us as a Christian to even have that possibility Mm. Uh, because the conversation, if they sense that we're doing any sort of evangelism, that's going to feel like uh, toxicity to them. And so they want to be in the clear. And so to let that kind of thinking into their mind, uh, they're going to ward that off through what they refer to as you know, disconnected. So you'll get disconnected more than likely. The people that you would have a better shot with are those who are um, considering going in or who are just getting their feet wet or those who have been, you know, up in the ranks, but they're disillusioned. Uh, You know, Tim, we received an email from a high ranking uh, elder who was part of the Jehovah's Witnesses that reached out to us against what he should be doing to say he's questioning it uh, at one minute apologist. Well, that's what we want. We want to find where people are in those arenas. And then we need to understand the price that they'll pay uh, if they leave, if, especially if they're high up, not so much if they're just getting in. Uh, but there could be a lot of consequences there. If the conversation is welcomed, well, then I think what we want to do is show that Christianity and Scientology is not compatible. Scientology is a belief that is not even 70 years old. So, uh, you know, how were all those people from beforehand being cleared? Well, I suppose that they're here again in different bodies right now, looking to be cleared at last for their great savior, Ron L. Hubbard, who would come on the scenes. Uh, You know, Ron Hubbard saw himself uh, as a Buddha as an enlightened one, as a way shower that could lead us out of darkness and into the light. So I would say, when you just do what I did, say, okay, um, are we going to look at L. Ron Hubbard's beliefs only or the Bible? Are we going to believe that trauma is our problem? Trauma is part of our problem, but we're often traumatized because of a bigger problem, namely our sin, which traumatizes us. Uh, Look at some of these differences uh, and just engage people around the core doctrines of God, humanity, sin, and the afterlife, and the purpose of life. And I think you can get into some great conversations. 
Well, Bobby, this was excellent, and it gave me a really a good understanding of kind of some of the background of Scientology, what they believe, who's in the movement, how to engage in conversation, and even just knowing some of that background or understanding where people are coming from helps, you know, kind of lead that conversation and to be curious, and hopefully they'll open up to, you you know, you as your dialogue. Any final closing thoughts that you want to leave our audience with? No, I just hope that uh, this was edifying for them. And I thank you, Tim, for the interview. Enjoyed the time with you. Thanks. Well, uh, thank you so much for checking out this episode of The Unapologetic Show. As I mentioned earlier, there is over a hundred episodes of The Unapologetic Show on both our audio-only podcast and on our YouTube channel. We would invite you to check those out. While you're at our YouTube channel, like this video, subscribe while you're there, and share it with your network. If you have a belief system or a worldview that you would like us to unpack and, and tackle like we did Scientology, please let us know in the comments. We would love to hear from you. And just say hi. It's great to know that people are checking this out and, and just That's letting right. us know what's going on. So uh, with that, we will meet you next time on The Unapologetic Show. You've been listening to Unapologetic with Dr. Bobby Conway, the one-minute apologist. I am your host, Tim Hall. Be sure to listen to Bobby on Pastor's Perspective Monday through Thursday, as well as like, share, and subscribe to the One Minute Apologist YouTube channel, where we have over 1,000 videos. We would also like to remind you that this is a listener-supported program. We would greatly appreciate your support in any amount so we could continue to provide this ministry. If you would like to be a part of our team in any capacity, please visit our website at oneminuteapologist.com. And while you're there, check out all of Bobby's books, courses, and even invite him to speak at your church or event. Thank you for listening to Unapologetic, where we defend truth without compromise. Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa.